If only they knew the hub for young business minds. Right, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, for everyone listening, if you don't mind explaining briefly who you are and what you do. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for having me, Tez. Um, I'm Ollie Hodgson, or Oliver, whichever you want to call me. Um, I'm from the Lake District on a, in a little village called Gosforth. Um, and I also reside in Kendall quite a lot, which is probably a bit more well-known in the area. Um, and I run a Lake District-based event and digital communications firm. Um, my big kind of um, what do you want to call it? The thing people find me interested in is I'm still only 17, so I'm quite young um, to be running a company on my own. But, you know, here we are. And I absolutely love what I do. So, yeah, that, that's me. Um, I came out of school a year early. Um, school was very difficult. So I currently run a business with no qualifications and no millionaire parents. So I'm not funded. I'm not kind of, you know, I, I haven't been able to um, be off to a start. Some people get off to and I think that that makes for a better entrepreneur and um, yeah so that's me no perfect thank you and yeah like you said you're 17 and you left school with no n nothing really like most most people yeah. sort of get GCSEs and then don't go to college or whatever but yeah so what was you I normally ask what you was like at school but yeah I don't know I guess it's a bit of a weird one for you yeah I was, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean I was I went to primary school obviously absolutely loved primary school that was um, just down the road that was in the village so obviously for most people that transition from a primary school to a secondary school is a massive shock to the system yeah. um, but you know we went from like 95 people in the whole school to like you know 1,000 uh, 1,300 or whatever so it was a massive change um, you know for social environment as well and um, I went to the, I went to secondary school for about four and a half years or so and it was kind of um, the middle of year 10 um, to say in trivial terms when, when I kind of spat the dummy and said, um, you know, this isn't for me, it's not working, I'm not having a good time here um, and it's having a real, real negative effect on kind of my family life and my mental health and all the rest of it. Um, it wasn't, what I always say is I didn't, um, I didn't come out of school because I couldn't be bothered or I hated my teachers, it was nothing like that. In fact, I, you know, I, I love most of my teachers, they're all really good. Um, but it just it wasn't working for me and I didn't see what value at that present moment in time it was actually bringing to me as a person and my family situation and and, and, and alike. Why was that? What was sort of going on that was making you feel this way? Because obviously out of hundreds of thousands of people or millions of people that go to school every day like for someone to just say you know what it's not for me yeah what, what sort of made you yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it was definitely around the, the situation of bullying and, um, you know, really being picked on for being perceived as being different. Um, now, the only reason apparently I'm different to others is because, you know, I don't run around a rugby pitch or um, kick a football around, you know, and it's, it's quite ironic, really, because little do those people know that I actually work with clients in the sport industry and I've worked on all sorts of anything from road races to, you know, rugby matches and things. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, so it, that's quite ironic. However, yeah, bullying was a massive, massive struggle. Um, you know, it was anything from anonymous phone calls to graffiti in the toilets. I was spat at once or twice and it was just, it was, it was, it become to a point where it was unbearable and, you know, one person's, their comment they perceive it as banter 
um, you know, and I wasn't perceiving that as banter. And, and what I think is always important is if you say something at nine o'clock in the morning to somebody that you think is just a little slip of the tongue, that could have a real negative impact on the rest of their day, the rest of their week, or it could just stick with them forever. Yeah. And for me, it was, you know, I really questioned why me? What have I actually done to you? You know, and um, it's it's sad because it's it's the reality of, of people's um, you know mind and what they think they can and can't say. And for me, it was it was even more difficult because it wasn't just my own year group. It wasn't kind of my peers. For instance, when I was in you know the beginning of the school, it was it was like the six foot eighteen year olds in sixth form. And then kind of when I got gradually older, it was also the 11 year olds calling me all these slanderous words and things as well as the older people. Wow. So it wasn't, it was, it was hard because you're looking up at people having something to say and you're looking down at people who've got just as much to say. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that, that tells me enough to say, okay, you're not the kind of person I want to be around. So, you know, it kind of confirms, confirms that with me. However, it just made my school experience horrendous um and and the environment didn't work for me at all and you know as i said earlier the the negative impact it was having on my family was you know my, my family situation just wasn't good at all for instance you know if i had a bad day at school and someone had said something to me or you know repeatedly had things said to me during that day you know i'd probably go home and take it out on on you know my dad or my stepmom or somebody and, and it wouldn't be on purpose it would just be a come home in an absolute you know, stinking mood and need somebody to take it out on. And that's, that's the wrong way to be. But there was, for me, there was no way of changing that without removing me from the situation. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, as you say, it's not common. And there's a lot of people who get homeschools nowadays. And there's, you know, I, I just think maybe the school system is, is old and outdated and it doesn't, it doesn't work for everybody. Um, you know, and I think it's great that you are actually allowed to make that decision. It's not a common decision, but it's something you're allowed to do which I think is, um, you know, a fantastic thing. However, you know, what I always do stress, and I say this to everyone, education, of course, still has a place. And there's still a place for it. There's all sorts of industries that you really need to go to uni for and you really need to knuckle down because you need to learn through history and, and, and essays and, you know, all those really important things that make you a good engineer, a good doctor, a good scientist or whatever. However, there's a lot of industries, especially kind of the industries where involved in the creative kind of side of things, um, you know, things where your talent's more important. Um, and, and that's really showing through with a lot of the leading entrepreneurs at the minute, you know, from people like Carrie Rose at Rise at Seven. And, um, you know, I'm sure you know Carrie, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I literally just DM'd her on Twitter and said, hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm on a couple of podcasts next week. I've just got one, you know, question I really need to ask. Would you hire somebody with no qualifications at all? And she said, yeah, absolutely. I do that. You know, I've, I've done that before. Absolutely. Mm. You know, it's not about what's on the paper. It's about how they perform. Can they work in a team? Can they, you know, and obviously Carrie's a big advocate for training people to how Rise at Seven do things. And they just lead by example. And even people like Stephen Bartlett, you know, he doesn't want a CV. He wants three bullet points. He wants you to tell him why, you know, he wants you to tell him why he should hire you. And I just think that's, you know, that's, huge people leading by example and especially from somebody like Carrie who's got a degree herself you know it's she's acknowledging that you know people she's helping people actually she's getting people on that career path and on that ladder and it, it's fantastic and it's it's really inspiring for me to look up to people and see that that is actually um you know it, 
it confirms my my thoughts and views that I've had for the past couple of years that at the end of the day for what I want to do in the industries I love it actually isn't going to put me any further back not having qualifications mm. and having a portfolio is only going to enhance that along with driving determination you know what I mean yeah it, it is so strange because like you can like, even I'm 22 and even when I was at school it was like if you don't get your GCSEs, that's it. You might as well like give up on life. Like that's the end of you done. And if you then if like when you got to A levels, yeah, you, now you got your GCSEs. That was nothing. That was only to get you to your A levels. Now if you don't get your A levels, it's nothing. And then the same with the, the degree. Yeah, at uni. Yeah. So it's like you feel like you're really trapped. Like you have to do this. But like you said, you're the perfect example. You almost don't need to. But my, my sort of question is like, how how do you judge? whether that's the right decision to make because some people they don't have a, a talent perhaps they don't have a talent that they can sort of use through yeah. their phone and make money through their phone and that way but how would you sort of make that decision to say all right i'm better off leaving school now and doing my own thing and yeah. i mean i mean i guess you know i don't like to put a timeline to life and i think that um I'll never know. I've had this conversation on teen times with my dad, you know, I will, will probably never know that it, whether the decision of leaving school was a good thing or a bad thing, because there, there could be, you could be a hundred reasons why it's fantastic. And there could be a hundred reasons why it's, oh no, you haven't got a fallback plan. Um, you know, or, or no, what happens if there's no jobs for you in that industry or your business doesn't blossom, what you're going to do then. And I get that point, but it's the risk you take. And, you know, when you are in, in business per se you do take risks and I think that's obviously one of the biggest risks I took in my life yet was leaving school and saying actually no I can't do that um, and it wasn't kind of oh I'm not yeah as I said earlier as they touched on you know it's not because I struggled with school um, you know because some subjects I really liked but mm -hmm. other subjects I'd sit there thinking hold on why am I in this lesson when I could be building some uh, building a business that I absolutely love um, and I think the only reason I was in school, but the only reason we go to school is to tick the box and to, um, nowadays it's very much, you know, you must conform, you must tick the boxes, you must get the, the, the brown piece of, the brown envelope with the white piece of paper on in August. And, um, you know, I think it's really, it's, it's really important that, that, that things change, that that subject is, is kind of, um, made more modern and um, as you said before about you know your when teachers and, and and the like say oh you'll fail if you don't have GCSEs you know I, I remember constantly from year seven not necessarily to me but to other people being told or you'll end up as a bin man or you'll end up as a cleaner or you'll end up as a receptionist yeah. and I was just like so what you know yeah. so what I didn't mean personally for me but everybody plays a valuable role in society. You know what I mean? Imagine if there was no bin men, the streets yeah. would be in a worse state than they already are. And I think it, it's just so derogatory and disrespectful, but it's also factually wrong. If I, you know, some of the, as we said earlier, some of the leading entrepreneurs just don't have a single qualification or more so Stephen Bartlett dropped out of uni. He doesn't have a degree, but he owns the biggest social media agency in the world, or one of. Yeah. Um, and, and people like Adam Frisbee, who is the, you know, the CEO of In The Style in Manchester, he left school at 15, no qualifications, now owns a, you know, a, a circa 40 million pound fashion business. 
and you know even even this was still a thing 20 years ago if not more than 20 years ago michelle moon in in up in scotland who um law, um formed the the massive lingerie company I, I always forget the name but you know she's mega mega successful and i actually call her the queen of the, the original queen of pr until chris jenner took over but <laughs> she was publicity mad um and you know she she talks in her documentaries about one time she went to her careers advisor um and said something like the careers advisor said oh what do you want to be when you're older and the careers and she said oh i want to be an entrepreneur and the careers advisor went what's an entrepreneur yeah. <laughs> i think that's quite, quite funny Sums it up. Um, yeah exactly what is an entrepreneur it's a good question because yeah. um you know you, you tend to have your your brain thinks of a million different things and you want to do a million different things, which is, is, is a good way to be mm. constantly thinking and changing. So I remember Steve Bartlett, um, I want to watching one of his YouTube videos. He said that, I don't know how many years it goes, um, how many years ago it was when he was talking about it, but he says, you know, X amount of years ago, my company was making 90% of its revenue from this. Now we make 0% of its revenue from that. And I think that's, that's really relevant. You've got to go with the times, you've got to adapt. And I think 2020 is an absolutely perfect year um, to use it as an example. Like traditionally I was doing communications for events, for promoters, for artists, for the entertainment industry. Now I've pivoted completely and I've got brands and, and CBD companies and, and all sorts of different companies who, I, who do all sorts of different services for. And that's pivoting and that's kind of that's 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 what being an entrepreneur is about you can't just do one thing that you've done 10 years ago because it doesn't work trends change new things come out new outlets are here and, you know all this kind of stuff um and it, it's nice to see things emerging up you know and things are kind of saying well actually no we're not your competitor we're in it together and i think that's a really nice um way to be as well you know i, I i've always been self-taught but i've also relied on PR veterans and I call them veterans, you know, you know, the people, the people who have on their website, oh yeah, ex-journalists, 40 years experience, they're the kind of people I love to learn from. I don't like to learn from, you know, people who don't have a clue or just want to try and preach to me. Um, and, and I've learned so much through, through competitors. I'll be honest, that's that, you know, and I don't, there's no kind of, oh, you're a competitor of mine. I'm not going to give you any advice. The amount of people who just dished me out advice, tips and tricks and, and whatnot, it's absolutely fantastic to see. Um, and just one thing I always like to say, you, you know, it's people talk about the, you know, age discrimination and whatnot. And I've never came over, um, came about it in a professional capacity or not that I know of, you know, my clients or in general, um, for any business, you don't get someone emailing you saying, Hey, Oliver, um, you know, how old are you and how many GCCs do you get? You either get people saying, Hey, Oliver, we've seen your website. We've seen your work. It's absolutely awesome. Will you do this for us? Or yeah. like, I often just get messenger messenger messages. Cause that's how Cumbria is. It's a bit, it's a bit more casual. It's, Facebook is such a massively used thing in, in West Cumbria and it's kind of my messenger is dominated by clients, which is just, you know, it's sometimes good things, sometimes bad things. <laughs> you know, I often just, you know, one message I always said, hey, Ollie, we want to be newsworthy, uh, newsworthy help, exclamation mark. <laughs> and I was like, well, they must have heard about me doing something okay. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's fantastic. And that's a good way to be. They don't want to see my CV. They don't want to see this. They've seen my portfolio. They've seen that I secure clients you know, headlines and radio interviews and, you know, I can take them from here to there. And I think that's what's important. They don't, you, they don't want to see any of that. Um, so that's my thing, you know, skill in a business. You don't need grades to skill a business. You need sense and you need, you need drive and determination. You can always 
and go to others for help. You can always, you know, go on the, there's all sorts of different things like people you can ask for advice and whatnot. And I think that's what's important to any kind of young people listening or whatnot, people like me um, or, you know, older or younger, if you want to get a business, go for it, stop procrastinating. I think that's the key. What's the biggest, you know, think about it. What's the, what's the biggest thing that's going to go wrong? If you don't invest tons of money, surely you're not going to lose tons of money. Um, as long as you're not going to put yourself in dire straits, then just go for it and have it and have a ball you know what i mean yeah and i love that but one one thing you mentioned earlier was about sort of who you be being careful who you take your advice from and that's something i've i was literally thinking this morning and yesterday i'm sort of in the process of starting a new business and i'm getting advice from all these different people but it's only until yesterday i sat down and thought why am i listening to these people like they haven't done anything even similar to what i'm planning on doing not even in the same region the same sector or anything so it made me think like we need to be really careful who we listen to because like you said, the careers advisors that didn't even know what entrepreneur, like being an entrepreneur was and, and, and yeah. there's so many other people like that in the education system. All these kids will be listening to them and mm-hmm. yeah, it puts them at such a disadvantage because they think, okay, I can't achieve my dreams because Mr. Whoever said it's yeah, impossible. Exactly. So you need to be careful. Yeah, and I think exactly. And, and you know, even the comments like, oh, well, that doesn't happen to people from around here or, you know, da, 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 da. All this, all this negativity tends to give people more oomph to get up and do it. And I think, that, I think you know, I welcome people to tell me I'll be a failure because maybe I will, you know, or maybe it won't happen to you. And that's fine. Keep, keep, keep bringing me the negativity. It only makes me more determined, to be honest, especially when it comes from people who don't know the situation. Um, and the other thing is as well, um, I, I, well, I still do actually have somebody called Liz. She's from kind of a careers um, firm it's like a local government thing she's absolutely fantastic and I'm glad I've had her because she is her advice is sound her you know she is just she's not like Michelle Moon's careers advisor let's put it that way and she's been great to me and she's helped me through all sorts and you know she she advised kind of me and my family on and how to move forward with leaving school officially and all the rest of it so she was fantastic and um, so it, it does it does differentiate between where you are and who you're dealing with mm. but as, as we say you know it's it's important to take advice from the right people and don't just take advice because they're high up in one industry you know what i mean like i often think oh i've got to listen to them you know they're performing exceptionally well in the nuclear industry or you know, or, or people who've done things 10 years ago, you know, if somebody does something 10 years ago, unfortunately, as good as that may have been, they probably, it's probably a bit irrelevant now. You know, you want to look for people who are working in 2020, who have got really successful businesses in your field in 2020. You know, don't waste your time and don't waste theirs as well. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, when people say no, that gives people more oomph. You know, don't take, if you believe in something wholeheartedly, um, within reason, don't take no for an answer. If somebody tells you no, you go to the next person. And if you're going to the right person, they'll probably say, yeah, maybe change that, but you're onto a good idea. You know what I mean? And I think the key for an entrepreneur is spotting a gap in the market. And I think that's probably where I kind of realised that, um, you know, that was my first thing I realised in West Cumbria. There was a, there was a well, Cumbria on the whole as well, really. There was a real gap in the market for a modern um modern city style PR and, and, and marketing firm. It was all, it's all very traditional around here. Um, and uh, so that gap in the market paid off. I've got tons of lovely clients and clients on an ad hoc basis, clients on retainer basis, and they're all fantastic. Um, and I think it's just about if, even if you don't spot a gap in the market, you say, 
let's be um, disruptive. Let's do our own disruptive marketing and let's, why, you know, everybody's got a story to tell um, and everyone's got a brand. And I think that's key as well. You, you know, especially for a company, we, I help people with their brand or, you know, PR agencies help people with brands, marketing agencies help pe people with their brand, but you also have to have a, an identity and a brand of your own. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I work in, I work in PR, but I also have PR help for myself and for my company because it's so important because I believe in PR. One of my biggest contracts was, was with Kendall Calling and um, now I've got a long lasting relationship with them and they're fantastic. And I got, um, I got that job off the back of an article and it, cause, wow. and I'm, you know, I'm not just saying that, but it's actually true because that's the first thing he said in the email. He yeah. went on my website and filled out a form and said, hey, we've just read this Cumbria Crack article. We'd love to work with you. And it went, there we go, PR yeah. works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it, it also works for all sorts of things from, your, you know, I'm not an SEO guru, so I can't talk about that. But, um, you know, it works. I've seen it work for people's SEO. Carrie Rose is, is obviously a prime example of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, generally a lot of the newspapers are, are massive online as well now, even the regional ones. So it works. It works really good too. And I do the, the odd, you know, the odd time I do check kind of um, clients' kind of WordPress things where it says where the link's coming from. So, you know, I'm a massive believer in PR and publicity and it's, it's really crucial and especially in kind of, modern times you know in this day and age you've got to be you've got to be making the headlines and you've got to kind of be doing be out there as well whatever form that be you know yeah well i think talking about modern times like like you said a lot of young people are seeing all the new options they have now obviously because of everyone's got like the world literally in their pocket so all the young kids can see okay this is how we do this this is how we do that and a stat we were speaking about earlier via email um, the number of businesses run by teenagers has increased by 700% in 10 years. So that's 700% in 10 years um, with Gen, Gen Z, Gen Z, however, however you want to pronounce it, um, being more concerned, getting on the career path, being their own boss and living a financially free life. Thanks to all, the, all those examples they have on their phone, they can see, yeah. they can see you who, who didn't go through the traditional education path. They can see Carrie Rose, they can see whoever they want to see and all the options are there. And I think, yeah, we have to sort of, uh, sort of uh, facilitate that and let, let those young people sort of give them the, the opportunity to, to follow that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's really important. And, you know, with a mobile, with a laptop, you've got the, the world's your oyster. Yeah. I mean, it lockdown and 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 you know it, it's funny actually because some people when i talk to clients they they as soon as i mention the word tiktok they just think cringe mm. but i said if you jump on that if you jump on that bandwagon you know you, you could skyrocket especially if you're an e-com company where people can order from anywhere and um that's a sign of the times and the amount of um there's so much like hashtag bts behind the scenes on tiktok and People are so interested to learn about behind the scenes of a brand or behind the scenes of PLT or all these fantastic massive brands. Um, and it's just so interesting. And I think that gives people inspiration as well. Mm. Um, most of these, you know, it, it's just the, the list. I, I've got three people who I always say, but the list is so much longer than, you know, Adam, Stephen and, and Michelle of entrepreneurs with no grades and just a passion. Um, and that passion, hopefully, with the world of social media can be passed through people and it can as you say people can see other people's stories and see and say oh that's great you know and, and that's that's fantastic um however what you know what i always like to um 
say as well is success is so variable one person's version of success can be completely different to another another person's and that's absolutely fine and that's um definitely something i always talk about you know my idea of i, I never put a timeline to things but i'd love to be living in um america and, and la and whatnot but i'm not bothered if that happens when i'm 30 i'm 40 i'm 50 i'm 60 it's just one thing i'd love to do and mm. um, you know i'll love to take my life but i don't like to put a timeline to it because it can be restrictive um, timelines are good when you're doing projects and, 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 and work with clients but it's not good in your own personal life and in the life of a company really it's good to have a vision and have kind of a rough idea um, but to nail things down is, is, not a, is not a good idea, I don't believe. No. And um, yeah, as I was saying, success is so variable. You know, some people just want to live a nice life, have a bit of money extra, you know, and have a lovely house and have a family of however many, you know, have dogs. And that's fine. That's fantastic. That sounds really nice. And um, I think it's good that we accept that one person's success isn't the same as other people. And I think what's quite annoying as well, and I always talk to Bianca about this, um, is all you ever see in, in, in the media is such and such turns around X amount a year, such and such made this revenue. And whilst that's fantastic, it's also sometimes put in the wrong perspective in people's, in the young people's head. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to have to make millions and, and uh, they've only been trading five years. So if I get to five years and I haven't made that, I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. And that's what's sometimes the issue. Um, and, you know, dream, you have to dream big and you have to have high aspirations, but never put a timeline to it. You know what I mean? Like Gymshark, what, when were they? Um, they had rapid, um, rapid growth. I, think, I can't remember what year it was they were from, because it was 2012. It was somewhere around there, wasn't it? Yes. And, and, and he's a great guy. Um, and, you know, he's just super inspirational. And, you know, it's people like that, that, you know, some people have overnight success, but he's took however many years you know just short of a decade I think I mean don't quote me on that but and that just goes to show it doesn't happen overnight however that's not a long time either so it's great to see growth does happen very quickly um, which is you know good but then again just remind every all the young people out there and anybody who wants to start a business that it doesn't happen overnight you do have to put a lot of effort into it and if you believe in it and you've got the driving determination it will happen there's no doubt about it um, you know, and, and mark my, if anyone wants to mark my words and come back to me in five years, if you have put the effort in and put the driving determination, it will happen. Like I always say, I could be putting 10 times more of the amount of effort I, and I, I put in, um, or, you know, I, I could be waking up a crack of dawn and, and all the rest of it. And, but you've also got to enjoy life and you've also not going to, you know, Stephen Bartlett always says, you know, this um, perception that, you know, entrepreneurs or people in general get up at, you know, half four in the morning and do this and do that. That, that just isn't the case. That's just a myth. That's just yeah. something that isn't true. Um, you know, and it's, it's get up at whatever time you, you want within reason. And I think that's important. And um, yeah, I'm definitely not always an early riser. I get up early if I need to, but not if I don't have to. Yeah. Um, I prefer to work a bit later at night um, or work or be writing press releases on the weekend ready for Monday. I don't mind when I do it as long as I get it done. Mm-hmm. But as I say, yeah, you can always put more effort into things. And I think I could, I, I've still got room to put loads more effort into it. And I've got, you know, I've probably still got loads of room to, you know, get up earlier and get those extra hours in. But it's just something I've not came across. I, came to do yet but you know everything takes time when you've got to learn and you've got to change and all the rest of it so i think that's really key as well is is making sure you don't think you have to tick all the boxes of being an entrepreneur um because there's not one no one entrepreneur is the same no one does anything exactly the same and there's no one clear route 
you know, it's not down the M6 to success. You know, there isn't just a straight motorway road to success. There's all these twists and turns and changes and new things and trends and all the rest of it. Well, I, w I went to uni. I did quite well at uni, but in the first year I didn't, I was sort of struggling. I didn't feel like it, every, all the years I spent in the education system, I didn't feel like they was actually setting me up to be confident in my marketing career. So I was studying uni and this is, that's when I created all of this, the media group, the podcast, whatever at uni as a way to sort of get some experience because I felt like I was lacking, but it, it made me think like, how, how did you get the sort of the experience the knowledge and most importantly the confidence to go ahead and start your own business at such a young age like what whilst whilst at school did you learn stuff um like did you sort of have a side project whilst at school and that sort of gave you the confidence or you know how was that yeah, period like absolutely i mean for years from you know even when i was in primary school i always used to volunteer at things i was I used to do a lot of DJ and I still love the idea of being a DJ. However, it's at the side at the minute. I've parked it for the, for the time being. But I always used to DJ at gigs, private things and like private parties and all the rest of it. That gave me a hell of a lot of confidence. Right. Um, and what I always say is just quickly, I, I hate walking down a school corridor but I can stand on the stage in front of hundreds of people and love it. Mm. And I think that's what's important. That's why I knew the environment was doing me no good. Um, however, um, moving on from that, um, yeah, so confidence was something that I think comes naturally to me in certain environments. Some environments I'm not confident in, like walking into even things like a supermarket or a, or a McDonald's that's filled with people my own age or filled with younger teenagers who I know are going to have an opinion on me. That puts me on the edge. However, I'll happily walk around the election and election night with, you know, loads of important people with a microphone and, and, and interview people. I'm happy to do that, you know, so I think it's yeah. quite interesting. Um, but yeah, I've done all sorts for years and years and years. And some of the things I used to do, I still I still do now and I do for, for free because they actually gave me so much experience. For example, I've always kind of been involved with the communications with the local agricultural show, which attracts, you know, thousands of people um, on that day. And it's a massive event in the local calendar. And I've been involved in that for about four or five years now, way before the business was born. And they're really great people. They're really interesting. And I used to kind of be a part of an amateur dramatics, used to work on the technical side of that um about three or four years ago for it for all sorts of different pantomimes and productions um, and and kind of as my passion flourished through through um you know kind of going in other different areas and things i kind of moved on from from amateur dramatics and whatnot and then i um even before platinum was born as well i was kind of just because i was doing less work i wasn't actually a, obviously a registered firm because there was no need to be one and um, you know, I worked on the diverse awards as the production manager, and I you know worked on a local music festival as their kind of press um, press liaison and, and looked after their PR and whatnot. And then the year before that, in twenty eighteen, I produced um, another local festival's full radio schedule um, and and produced their radio station on site for three three days of oh, you know three broad, well three days of consecutive broadcasting um and that was when i was 14 so uh, you know it's pretty pretty cool um not gonna lie and um yeah so i've always done things before i formed the company in in march i was doing things before march however it wasn't enough to justify being a company yet uh, which is good as well because you've got that flexibility you know you don't have to jump straight into things um but yeah, and now I, I do absolutely all sorts um, with a lot of different clients. Not all my clients are, you know, 
monthly or whatever. There are a lot of ad hoc clients um, and it's good to have that flexibility. And that's where the gap in the market really was, was, you know, it's ad hoc. It's, you know, if you need help for two weeks or if you need to launch one thing, let's do it. Let's not worry about six month contracts or let's not worry about this, you know, because it doesn't suit their budget and you have to adapt to where you're at. You can't just be, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to, you, you do have to look at, who your potential clients are, the market, is there a market for it? What are people currently paying? Can you do a little bit of an undercut on that? Or could you actually go over that and say, we're over that because we do this, this and this, here's our portfolio, we're far better than them. You know what I mean? So you've got to kind of, you've got to kind of be disruptive, but work out what's what's the best plan of action here. And it's not just going guessing, you know, and, and definitely don't know your worth, but also don't charge ridiculous rates. For example, with some of the work I do, you know, in London and Manchester, rightly so, it's, it's double, triple, it's, you know, goes out with double, triple of price. But that's because, as I said, in West Cumbria and Cumbria as a whole, there isn't, well, there isn't London and Manchester budgets. So there's no point me, you know, there's, you just lose more business and you wouldn't be successful. Um, and I think eventually, obviously, I'd love to expand massively. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for that moment to happen. And I'm just kind of, let, let's go for it let's not procrastinate um, and, and yeah that's always important is not procrastinating and get up and go well talking of sort of waiting for a moment a lot of people's moment that would that they've probably been waiting for has been heavily disrupted due to this year the sort of pandemic don't know if you've heard anything about it um, there's a global pandemic about um so yeah that's sort of ruined a lot of people's plans and yeah basically everything that was going to do and it just shows there was a there's a Jim Carrey quote that keeps sort of ringing back at me all the time and it was something about his like dad getting a safe job and um, due to certain circumstances he then was made redundant from that safe job and it just goes to show that safe jobs aren't that safe so it's just a case of especially this year like the nine to fives that a lot of people thought they'd have for years and years they, yeah. they can be sort of taken away from you. So you, in my opinion, you may as well sort of have your own project because either way, either of them can still be taken away from you at any moment. So you may as well try to do your own thing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, um, COVID has really got in the way of, um, of, of everything. You know, I do a lot of work in the events industry and it's just been decimated um, and it's been non-existent, which is such a shame because it's, there's nothing but fantastic people who work in the industry. Mm. But it's nice to see that if they've needed to get a job, a lot of them have went and, you know, done emergency work for the supermarkets or whatever. And, you know, I think as well, um, it's been, it's been a difficult year on everybody in, in most industries. And, um, but it's also kind of the perfect time to plan the perfect time to think about what you want to do and, and, and do your research. And, and in fact, actually say, no, there's a market for it now. Let's go now. Let's, let's, let's take this year as an opportunity to launch. That can be our story in five years time. We launched in the middle of a global pandemic and look where we're at now. And I think that's an interesting spin on it. And um, yeah, no job is safe. And some months you have an awful month and the next month you have three client wins, you know? So I think it's, it's yeah, a lot of public sector jobs are safe. My mum works, my mum, that's very Cumbrian. <laughs> my mum works, my mum works in the public sector and my dad, my dad kind of works in a, in a, in a very stable job. And it's, um, so I'm grateful for those, um, for those two having that security, but it is sad to look around and see a lot of people um, going under a lot of people losing jobs um, and it is it's been a difficult year for everybody and I think it's impacted everybody in different ways and it's not kind of there's not a quick fix to it either um, and, and, and it's it's 
it's a difficult one really because we don't get now us or the government or anybody we don't get practices of pandemics they don't come around every five years they don't you know nobody there's no there's no sometimes there's no right or wrong answer because one scheme can help someone and one scheme can ruin somebody it's a very difficult situation for everybody to be in um and it's and it's caused uproar as you know it's just it's just a horrible year and it has caused uproar and upset and 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 divide and it is it is not nice but what can we do you know it's it's not our fault there's a pandemic it's no one's fault except well, no one really knows the confirmed reason, but so we'll not go into that. But, you know, so it, it's a very hard year, but I do, as I said earlier, I think it's it's important to use this time wisely and, and, and actually think there might be an opportunity here. Let's experiment, let's go with it um, and, and just go for it really, because that, that would be an impressive story. I mean, at the end of the day, I could actually go with that story partially. You know, I only formed the company at the end of March, mm. which was a week into the lockdown scenario. Uh, March the 30th, I was informed it. So technically, yeah, but I'd obviously had years of freelancing and, and work here and there and volunteering. So I did have a bit of a, a starting point and contacts and whatnot but it's an interesting story in five years if somebody started a fashion brand in june of this year and not in the middle of a global pandemic and, and actually stuff like that works perfectly everybody's on their phone yes people might have a little less money but if they love your product they're going to buy it you know they're going to buy it if you're all over tiktok if you're all over instagram facebook Twitter, and you've got an e-commerce business just utilize it and then it'll pay off that's what i think if you've got a brand and you've got a story perfect because i think also people buy into the story people buy into you people buy into the md or the founder and and, and their thing like for example the goat agency i'm you know i think harry and well, i always get the other chaps name they're just interesting people and i think it's they've got really interesting stories and it's nice to see people utilize their story that they are the brand um, and it's really important because it's um it does it sends out a good message and it, it just looks really good yeah, no, I think you're right about what you said just before that as well. Like you need to dig deep and find the opportunities. And that sort of leads us to one of my final questions. What's, what are some of the next opportunities for you? What are you sort of looking to sort of achieve in the next few months or a few years? Like how far do you sort of have planned out for yourself and the yeah. business? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, before, before Christmas, I hope to have um, three new clients secured. I'm in talks with three different clients at the minute. So that's my goal is to get those secured. And if I get two secured out of those three, I want to find another one before Christmas, um, which leads um, healthily into the new year. And um, next year, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I want to be this time next year, but I just hope that um, the clients we have now given they've got their their they're still you know happily having a successful business i hope to have them this time next year i hope to have impressed my current clients i hope to have exceeded their kpis and and have them um, and then you know hopefully next month i'm moving into a an office with a friend and um, who owns the business so that should be really interesting and fun and um I, and yeah hopefully you know five years time although i have just said i don't do timelines five years time i'd love to have and lovely massive office with lots of lovely staff um, and I think that's important because I'd look at that as an opportunity to also go individuals and help them succeed and you know I'd happily take people on with no qualifications who just have driving determination you know what I mean I think you can very much learn on the job and I'm a big um, I'm a big advocate for experience internships 
you know, even apprenticeships are really fabulous as well. And um, stuff like that, that really put your foot in the door and get those contacts. And to, again, any young people listening, you know, don't just have Instagram and Facebook, you know, LinkedIn and Twitter, you know, just network, network, network. And, and hopefully it'll do you wonders. I'm sure it will. Yeah. No, 100%. And that leads me to my final question then, um, which I think you, you may correct me, but I feel like it may be a bit of a difficult one, given the fact that you seem, well, one, you're very young, like, like yeah. me, I, I don't have an answer to this question either. Um, but two, it seems like you're very like focused on the now rather than like whatever may happen in a, f- a few years time. But the question is, what do you want your legacy to be? What do I want my legacy to be? Mm. Oh, gosh, that is a real good question oh god i don't know i in 20 years time i'd love to be known as the person who helped others you know and who really helped other people get on the on the career and the career ladder um and known as the as you know the guy from the guy from little gosford who now runs a, a, a cool and fast growing company um and i'd like to think that anybody thinks they can come to me for advice and help and tips and tricks i mean i'm not a, i'm not a, i'm not a pr veteran i'm not a marketing veteran i can surely point people in the right direction and help them and give them general life advice um and i think it's really important and share quotes with people i love to share quotes and you know i'm always posting Stephen Bartlett's quotes on my stories i love i get loads of replies and i have a five minute conversation with everyone about it and it's really interesting so i just love to be known for being somebody who can who provides value to people whether it be clients or um, staff and individuals and all sorts of people you know as well as speaking out massively about bullying and the issues that that causes for people and their mentalities and whatnot i mean obviously november is anti-bullying anti-bullying month as well next month so you know it's important to talk about it and it's you know important to change people's um you know perception of others i think as well in west cumbria it is it's a very sporty industry-led it's it's very nuclear around here very kind of engineering that vibe that's fantastic i don't have anything against that but that's kind of why i think it's not very creative it's well it is creative but it's not like manchester and london or it's not like the big cities um and i think most people would agree and understand with me on that there is um you know it's, it's kind of it's got some massive industries but some industries just aren't present here Um, and it's a shame but you know hopefully we can change that and i'd love to be able to change that yeah but on your point of uh not being a veteran you're not a veteran yet that's the whole no exactly yeah exactly so in 15 20 years time i'd love to be able to have on my personal website you know i'm a such and such a veteran whatever i want to call myself a pr veteran or a pr guru i'd love to be able to say that so yeah so hopefully that's what i'm known for (laughs) yeah exactly yeah you're a veteran in the making that's what you should start saying the floor is now yours if there's a final message you'd like to get out or just um to give everyone like all your apps and where to find you and stuff yeah definitely i think my final piece of advice is um something stephen bartlett also says is stop letting other people's opinions get in the way um a lot of people are they kind of they procrastinate because others are saying no or because others have an opinion of them and you just need to put them to the side and get on with it and go for it the world's your oyster and um, if you need any further advice or you want to have a chat, I'm on Instagram at Oliver Hodgson with an extra N. And that's the same on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. I'll just be Oliver Hodgson with a smiley face. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. And again, I always say, it, you, I, I don't need to say it, but yeah, best of luck. Thank you very much. If only they knew the hub for young business minds.